This podcast is made possible by Workday and U.S. Bank. Hello, this is Anthony Scaglione, CFO of ABM Industries, and you are listening to the CFO Thought Leader Podcast. This is episode 444. From Middle Market Media, this is CFO Thought Leader, where we speak to finance leaders about driving change within their organizations. On today's show, we speak to Raj Agrawal, CFO of Western Union. Trained as an electrical engineer at General Motors, Raj goes on to earn an MBA before setting out to pursue a variety of diverse experiences inside the finance function. Join us as we trace his steps and list his finance leader priorities after these words from our sponsor. In a world that's always changing, one thing never does. Your need to adapt. Your need to evolve. Your need to grow. That's why we built Workday, a single finance, HR, and planning system that can change as your needs change and evolve as the world evolves. To learn how Workday is helping mid-sized organizations embrace the future with confidence, visit us at Workday.com. Continuing to get as many different experiences as 
about uh, you are a treasurer, or you've been in that role uh, at a number of companies. Can you can you tell us about the the treasury path? Often we speak to auditors, as you know. Sometimes we speak to business development executives who rose in the ranks uh, to become a CFO. Was the treasury path um, the one you chose, or how would you uh, characterize it? Yeah, we, I. Um, I worked for Chrysler Corporation for about four years, and that was right after graduate business school. And they had a rotational program uh, where they put graduate uh, students into a four-year rotational program. So I had four different assignments over four years, and and, uh, one of them happened to be um, in the treasury slash foreign exchange area. So that's what really piqued my interest uh, when I was still at Chrysler. And... So I, I really uh, focused my career more in the treasury area for the next several years um, because of that one experience. So I went to General Mills and spent some time there in their treasury function. I also, um, you know, and, and at General Mills I became assistant treasurer because that was really what uh, was most interesting to me at the time and, and most exciting. And then, uh, then, of course, I went to another company and then finally joined Western Union as treasurer. Um, and, and um, you know, took on the, the responsibility here. So I, I was treasurer at Deluxe Corporation, and then I also became treasurer here when I first joined, and I really enjoyed it. At Western Union, we move hundreds of billions of dollars around the world annually, and so what a better place to be a treasurer than at Western Union because it's such a global business and involves a lot of complexity, and it, it involves a lot of money movement around the world. So... It was a fantastic choice. Uh, to actually now, uh, we want to come back, ask you to look back again during our mentoring round. But want to find out about your arrival uh, at the CFO office, and that happened, of course. I think you uh, you advanced into the role after joining Western Union. Can you tell us something about your mindset at the time when you you enter the CFO office, and what was the type of role you wanted to create for yourself there? Absolutely. I really look at myself as being a strategic CFO uh, because I've had many experiences in the field interacting with our customers, our agents, our our business partners, and our employees. I really um, have always brought the business perspective into my thinking and my decision making. I don't look at myself as being a traditional CFO. Um, I really help to drive and execute the strategy of the company as much as I do the traditional finances of the company. Um, and so that's really the way I operate every single day. I don't uh, look at it any differently. And I'm, uh, I'm running the company as much as our, uh, our the rest of our executive team. You know, regardless of the role that they have, I, I don't really look at myself as being a CFO. I really look at myself as being a um, a top-level executive of the company that helps to drive the execution and strategy uh, of the company. And so that's the lens I've always had coming into this role. And I, I think that's how, helped me be uh, successful in this role and and has really allowed me to communicate our strategy very clearly externally when I speak with our shareholders and other partners. Um, it really gives me a good um, uh, forum to be able to communicate your wealth strategy because I very, feel very comfortable doing that. When you first arrived there, did you reorganize finance at all? Were there certain skill sets that you wanted to make sure got added to the team? 
what exactly uh, can you tell us about how you would organize your finances? Uh, when I first came into the uh, CFO role, uh, I would say it was one, one of my most challenging assignments I've had uh, ever given to me uh, because there are many different constituents whose needs you have to address and, and please. And uh, obviously, you have the board of directors of, of our company. So just having uh, a relationship and, and learning to interact with them was a key learning experience for me. Uh, also, um, uh, interacting with shareholders, uh, that was another key part of my learning experience in the first six months. And then, of course, um, interacting with the rest of the company and the organization and the key objectives that I, I had. Um, and, and then, obviously, lastly, developing a relationship with my direct report. Uh, most of whom I, um, you know, kept in, in place. And, um, you know, we, we did change out one person uh, in the treasury role um, just because, um, you know, I thought that that area, um, because I actually have some familiarity with that area, I eventually, um, you know, we, we eventually found a, a new treasurer and uh, placed him in that role. And, and then we've made some structural changes along the way, especially in the financial planning analysis function, and have consolidated some activities there. So we have optimized a little bit about how we, um, you know, interact with our uh, financial planning function uh, with the rest of the company. And uh, but, but other than that, it's been uh, largely the same people, um, you know, even though we've restructured a little bit some of the responsibilities uh, along the way. So uh, I have one of the best leadership teams in the finance area, and uh, they're very good at what they do, and, you know, for example, the head of our tax, uh, you know, we, we have a very strong tax planning organization, we have a great investor relations function, great treasury function, uh, and, and strong capabilities, and many of my people have actually been recruited into other roles within uh, Western Union uh, because of the depth of experience that they have and the quality of individual that they are, so I'm very pleased with the development that we've had in, in my area. So tell us about Western Union today and, and its competitive edge. How does it compete with its offerings? The large portion of revenues that Western Union earns are from cross-border, cross-currency money transfer, and that's moving money around the world through a variety of different channels. Um, that includes our retail uh, locations, but also our digital business, which uh, allows consumers to send money from uh, online to anywhere in the world into a retail location and into more than 70 countries into an account uh, and uh, through a number of different channels. So our goal and our objective, if you think about what is Western Union today and what can it be in the future, our goal is to be a, the omni-channel provider for cross-border, cross-currency money movement around the world. We want consumers to be able to move money through whatever channel is available to them, whether it's their uh, a retail location, their bank, um, our website, a mobile device, and we want them to be able to spend that money in a matter of minutes, if possible, to anywhere else in the world, uh, to an account, to a retail location, you know, whatever channels are available. So that's really what we're really good at. Uh, it's cross-border, cross-currency money transfer. and. You know, there's a lot of regulation and other things that go with it, which we have a lot of expertise in, and, and uh, you know, that's, that's what our key core strengths are. 
I'm wondering how, over the period of your tenure, you've seen this business transform into, you know, being digitally driven, if I'm characterizing that correctly. How would you put it, describe it, perhaps? Yeah. I would say that the majority of the business is still um, uh, retail-oriented, but our digital business has had tremendous growth. It's our fastest-growing channel. Uh, we have 50 cent countries and territories that we allow people to send digitally, um, and they can deliver in a variety of different channels. So I would say the majority of the business is still retail and orientation because people who have used our business historically uh, through a retail location still like to use us at a retail location. Um, you know, when you're talking about a um, rural location in India or in the Philippines somewhere, the easiest, fastest way for them to collect money is at their, their local location down the, down the street from them, right? They may not have an account or they may not, it may not be convenient for them. So that's really what we, um, you know, that's why our retail business continues to be a very strong uh, cash flow generator for us. Uh, but at the same time, we're also adding other channels to our business because we know that uh, consumers also have changed their behavior in certain key spend markets. Um, in terms of wanting to send money and, and uh, you know, with different channels. So we're absolutely um, aware that consumers want to spend money using their mobile device. In fact, 75% of transactions, almost 75% of transactions globally are for our Wu.com or Westmain.com business are initiated on a mobile device. And we know that's a, a highly sought-after channel and, and mechanism to send money. Now, can you tell us what are, what are the key metrics that you are looking at each morning to understand how the company is performing day to day? What are you looking at exactly? Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, we, we certainly, from a, you know, we, from a daily standpoint, we look at transactional volumes and, and uh, you know, how regionally and geographically the business is doing, but... On a, you know, and but that's really on a daily basis. We really plan for uh, the full year. We plan for the next three years. We have strategies in place for execution. And, uh, you know, so I, I try to look at the business on a longer-term basis uh, because we have great people that are in the company that I know will will execute our strategies every single day. Um, so, you know, the leadership team, the executive team, and uh, with uh, Hickman, our CEO, and myself, we really try to evaluate the business on a longer-term basis. You know, what are we going to do next year, for example? We're already thinking about next year's plan for 2019 and uh, how do the following few years look for us as a company. And, you know, so we're trying to lay the groundwork and the, and the building blocks to make sure that we're successful in the next few years, not just in the current year. Can you tell us, uh, we've been having this conversation uh, with a good number of finance leaders in regards to sources of strategic data, how they're looking across their organizations trying to measure new areas of opportunity or risk or whatever it might be. Are you tapping into new sources of data with your team? Or what is your sort of your data mindset when it comes to new sources of data? Yeah, let's say that... Um, uh, you know, data analytics is, um, is probably an overused term, but we really we are very focused on uh, doing more with the data that we have in our organization. Um, as you can imagine, we have uh, data from all around the world, right? And so, obviously, we want to make sure that we protect consumers' information as, as appropriate, 
but we also want to be able to understand consumer preferences, um, what the needs of customers are, and so that's where we want to try to use our data capabilities. And so, you know, I'd say our data analytics capabilities are in in their infancy, uh, but that's really an area of focus for us because we do believe that there's, um, you know, a better, better way to serve the customers as we understand more about customers, and, and that's really uh, the overall objective we have around our data analytics strategies. Are, are non-financial metrics something that you've begun to uh, look more closely at or, ex- you know, examine? Absolutely. We, uh, we have a heavy push internally to um, look at uh, customer experience metrics and driving a better overall consumer experience because the way our business has been historically used, it's, it's been used for emergency spend or for people who have a one-time need to, get, to move money. And then we also have a lot of people that are leaving our, our business, the customers are leaving our business if they, um, you know, if they have not had a good experience. So our focus for the next few years really is to drive a better overall consumer experience. And we look at a number of metrics to see how we're doing there uh, because we want to retain more customers. We want them to like our, we want them to have a good experience. We want them to uh, have a simple experience. We want them to keep using us time and time again. And so customer experience is one of the best ways we believe that we can drive better overall results for the company as well. So it's very, very well connected. And, you know, we all have, uh, you know, as an executive team, we also have targets, um, you know, in our own, uh, in, in our own um, uh, areas for how do we drive better customer experiences. So I also hold my team accountable to, to do what they can and what's under their control to drive that customer experience. Coming up, Raj Agrawal shares a finance strategic moment and discusses a new talent rotation initiative within Western Union's finance ranks. But first, I have a short on-the-spot CFO interview for you. This is very impromptu. We'll be back with Raj Agrawal after this Leadership Minute. Hello, we're attending the MIT Sloan CFO Summit this week in Boston, and we've caught up with Ken Goldman, CFO of Everbridge. Ken, over the next 12 months, what are your priorities as a finance leader? Uh, To focus on growth and profitability. Uh, As a public company, our investors like to see continued revenue growth. Uh, That's how we get valued as uh, a public software company and uh, given that we've now been public for over two years they want to see some leverage in the model they want to see that we can grow responsibly meaning that it's not just all about growth but that we can do it and deliver a bottom line profit as well this is not the first company you've taken public this is company number number three yes number three what, what are some of the myths? Help us, uh, private versus public. Help, help us understand, having, having gone through this the third time. Well, everybody thinks about being a public company as the holy grail. Isn't it wonderful that uh, you've got a liquid stock? But the reality is every day uh, your investors vote uh, thumbs up or thumbs down in terms of how they feel about your performance. Uh, there's uh, a myth that good performance leads to good stock yield and not necessarily the case. Uh, investors are fickle, and at the end of the day, you have to build not only a great company, but a great financial model. 
On a panel earlier this morning, we bl I believe you mentioned how you're measuring employee satisfaction, or what was the me metric yeah, you were talking about? Yeah, I talked about employee engagement. And the reality is, because we're an employee-centric business, 850 employees around the world, uh, the more engaged our employees are, uh, the lower the turnover that we have in terms of employees don't always stay forever, and the more productive they are. And it becomes uh, a part of the compensation equation. If employees are happy, uh, they, they don't require a substitute of cash. Ken Goldman, thank you for answering our questions. My pleasure. Raj, we always like to ask for a finance strategic moment, and you've had quite a few, no doubt, along the way. Uh, but this is where your lines of sight in the organization allowed you to identify an opportunity, a risk. What, what comes to mind?
Interesting, because I think most finance leaders would uh, relate to that sentiment. How do you absorb information? I think you do it online. I think you got a smartphone like the rest of us. How do you consume information daily or stop to think about it? Yeah, I Thank you. 
The business landscape is changing quickly. As the pressure to manage expenses efficiently and strategically increases, you need solutions that not only help drive down costs and improve efficiencies, but meet the changing needs of your business. At U.S. Bank, we can help. We'll work with you to uncover your specific payment challenges and bring you proactive and innovative solutions and strategies that help you meet the financial goals of your organization. Our commitment to doing the right thing for our customers has earned us the designation of one of the world's most ethical companies from the Ethisphere Institute for six years in a row. To learn more, visit us at usbpayment.com. Okay, our final question, Raj. Over the next 12 months, what are your priorities as CFO of Western Union? Hello, listeners. Do us a favor. Be certain to subscribe to CFO Thought Leader on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're an Android user, check us out on Spotify or Google Play. If you like the show, please recommend it to a friend. Oh, and by the way, 
The CFO Yearbook 2021 Print Edition debuts on Amazon this quarter, featuring 100 profiles of finance leaders from our 2020 season. Would you like to learn more about our CFO guests? Order the CFO Yearbook 2021. Thank you for supporting our efforts to bring you career journeys of CFOs driving change. We'll be back with another episode very soon. Thank you for listening.